the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that he created us in his own image and sacrificed his only begotten sinless son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. God speaks through parents. Uh, He speaks through uh, circumstances. Sometimes he even speaks through dreams and visions, you know. And uh, have I said you have to be careful with those dreams and visions because you have to test them in light of the word of God. If, you know, the devil can give you a dream. And somebody said, I dreamed this and the devil told me. And wait a minute, God is not going to tell you to do anything that's contrary to scripture. So you test those experiences in light of what the word of God has said. Amen. And some of you have visions and dreams. It's just because you ate too much pork chops the day before. You know, so, so that may very well be the case, too. But beside all that, when is the last time you heard God speak and you knew when he was speaking? Has it been too long? Oh, you hear Oprah speak. You hear Dr. Phil speak. And you hear your friends and your peers speak, but when is the last time you heard a sense God speaking to you? Uh, let me ask this question. Do you want to hear him speak? That may be a legitimate question, too. Maybe you're so addicted to hearing yourself and hearing this world system and all the things that's distracting you from the way of the world. Maybe you got so accustomed to not hearing God until you really could care less. I left off last time, but I'll go back one point and then proceed. Let me give you one point where I left off. In order to hear God... I must put myself in position to hear his voice. That's real critical. In order to hear him, I have to position myself to hear him. You say, where is that? Look at verses 3 and 4a in the text. You, You just keep the Bible open and look with me. It says, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, verse 4, that the Lord called Samuel. Called Samuel three times. Three times. But Samuel did position himself to hear God 
to, to, to hear the voice of God, even though he had not yet heard the voice of God. There's conditions, there are prerequisites for hearing the voice of God. You have to position yourself in, that, in those two verses. If you look there, or critically, if you look there, uh, it says Samuel, you, know, you can see Samuel being quiet. How you know he was quiet? He was lying down, he was quiet, and Samuel was not distracted. You know why some of you don't hear God? Because you don't steal yourself enough to hear God. You are too noisy to hear God. He was lying down in the temple, and there he heard the voice of God. When is the last time you steal yourself? As a matter of fact, Psalms 4610 says, Be still and know that I am God. You know why some of y'all can't, be, can't hear God? Because you zipping and zapping. All you young folk back there, I know y'all from, from, from Oakwood Baptist or something like that. Y'all back to senior Sunday school class. Just glad to have y'all here. But you know, sometimes you can get a car and, and all of a sudden you zipping and zapping on high gas prices. Don't, don't get me started there now. You need to start doing selective driving. To the point that you can't hear God trying to be all things to all people. Uh, going every which way up. And anybody call, you go. Matter of fact, you, you respond to your peers more than you do God. Shame on you. It is better, says Acts 5.29, to obey God than man. No wonder you can't hear God. You got all the cell phones. You're running up your, your mama's bill, or your bill. You're in debt on money you don't have. You got beepers and gadgets hanging all over you. You got televisions in every room. You got the internet you won't get off of. No wonder you can't hear God. You're going to hear God. You just shut down the internet, cut off the phone. Believe me, you're not going to die without the phone. Some of y'all leave your phone and you have withdrawal symptoms. (laughs) Maybe God cause you to forget that cell phone because he wanted you to talk with him today. Thought about that? It's no accidents. That's the purpose. Y'all too noisy. You talk too much. God is not going to yell or scream at you. He wants you to hush so you can hear. I like that old spiritual said, hush. Somebody's calling my name. <laughs> oh, what a spiritual idea. Oh, if you're going to hear God, you got to hush up. I've come to the conclusion some of y'all enjoy hearing yourself talk. So, but, but look, go on. Look, look, he was quiet. He was lying down. Samuel was not distracted. You know what? Now, that's another thing, too. Satan, oh, God, help me get through this. Now. Satan don't mind you coming to church as long as you stay distracted in the body of Christ and in attendance. You drive all the way from New Brunswick. We got folk coming. You know, we got people here driving all the way from Comfort here all the time. We got people driving from, um, oh, I mean, they're coming all over. There's another place out in, um, way over here. I can't call it, but it's way out there. But they come from everywhere, way on the other side of SeaWorld and, and Canyon Lake. That's what I was trying to call it. And all these places. And they come here. But what does it profit you to come 
and sit in that chair and you look like you're hearing God, but your mind is already on the cowboys or on the pot roast or what you forgot yesterday or what you need to do at work tomorrow. And you look like you've gone through real worship, but the fact of the matter is your body is still, but your mind is not still. Not only does God want your body still, he wants your mind intimately worshiping God. God. You know, the choir sang so wonderfully, but, and, but, but you don't come here. That's not your goal is to come here to hear that kind of good music. I, I love good music. Don't get me wrong. Music major. I got a couple of degrees in music, but that doesn't mean that. Uh, music in heaven, God made music. And we love music, but let me tell you something. Music must not dominate the liturgical experience. Huh? Oh, God, help me. I didn't say this this morning, but they've been saying that. God don't mind you be emotional in your worship. Because I believe you ought to serve God with your emotions, with your intellect, with, with everything you got, you ought to work. You know, I, I got a problem with people saying, the only way you can worship God, you got to sit like this and be tight and just look. I got a problem with that. I mean, you don't do that when the Spurs uh, win the game on the last two points. You just sit there and say, ooh, look at that. (laughs) Well, now, I got a problem when you can do that. You get emotional at a game and so on, but then all of a sudden, there are no emotions. You have emotions, and your emotions are very real, and they are all to glorify God. But do you realize, even though we are shouting church and we love to express ourselves outwardly, but you can shout and get in a frenzy and still miss God. Because God is not concerned about how high you jump. He's concerned more about how you walk when you land. <laughs> land. And you got emotional devils out there. Let me tell you, the devil knows how to shout. He can scream. Man, these, de- these demonic folk, you ever seen somebody possess? Man, they can make some shrills like you've never, you ain't heard nobody shout until you see one of Satan's possessed ones shout. They can shrill, they can beat us shouting. They really can. Study demonology. Man, they make some shrills and sounds that, that, that you can't even compete with. That's a whole nother subject. I don't want to go there. I'll scare you out of here. But you don't come here to shout. You don't come here for the music. You don't come here because your friend is here. You don't come here, children, because your parents told you to come and it's a thing to do. The primary reason, ultimately, is why you come here is to hear, thus said the Lord. And if you come to, to worship wherever you're worshiping, and if you miss God, you have defeated your purpose for being here. Y'all hanging with me? Oh, hear me, hear me today. He was lying down. I tell you something else about Samuel. In that text, it says Samuel was in the right place. Where was he? He was in the tabernacle of the Lord. Amen. He was around the church. In the church. He was around the tabernacle. He was, he was in the temple. Uh, you know, you need to come to, to worship God in the house of God with the people of God. Why? Because God commands it. Well, I can stay home and watch my television. Well, you can. And some pretty good televangelists and people out there. But still, that's no, that's no substitute. God doesn't call you to convenient worship. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us, what, go to the house of the Lord. 
You stay on television, all right, when you get sick, you ask them to go out and go to the hospital and pray for you. Somebody die, ask the person on television to come bury you. You want somebody to marry you, call the person you've been watching on television. See if they will come from California somewhere and marry you. So you don't need the church, but let them do it. All I'm saying to you today is that there is, it, it, is, it is an act of worship when you can prepare to meet God and then come to meet him on the Lord's day in the Lord's house with the Lord's people. He was in the right place. Some of y'all young folk can't hear God because you're frequenting the wrong places. Where are you going? What's your favorite spot that's possessed you to the point that if you don't go to that spot, you're not having a good time? What club you have to frequent to get your thrill? Won't y'all say amen? And then I must give Samuel some credit too. Uh, He was near the right person. The ark of God symbolizes the presence of God. Okay? So he was near God. The ark of God symbolizes the presence of God. The closer you get to God, the better you can hear. Many fail to hear God because they move themselves out of position. Let me ask you a question. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. How close are you to God? Is that a legitimate question? Is it? Is it? Only a few people answer me. Is that a legitimate question? I want you to soul search yourself. How close are you to God? Let me ask you this question. How close do you want to be to God? I suspect that Some of you are not close to God because really down inside, you don't want to get too close. And then I suspect the reason that you don't want to get too close to God is because he may ask you to do something you don't want to do. Or he may ask you to go somewhere you don't want to go. He may call you to be something you don't want to be. You just want to be saved, sanctified, set aside, go to heaven, amen, on your own terms. Yeah, he will call you to account. Yeah, there is a sacrifice to be made. And, and God wants you to serve him while you got energy. Now, you know what people do? They make the mistake. When they 20, 10, 20, 30, 40, don't think about the Lord. Here they come at 60, 70 on a walking cane talking about use me. But now, let me tell you, won't y'all say amen? Now, nothing wrong. God will use you on a walking cane. God will use you. But listen, God wants you on prime time why you got all your breath and all your energy and vitality. Yeah, he can use you when you're crippling on the cane, but how much more can he use you when you don't have arthritis? When you, when you wait till you can't see. Now you want to start running for Jesus. You, where you go bumping to something? <laughs> I'm talking about listening to God. Listening to God. Uh, another thing we need to consider when listening to God Those who listen to God will value his words. Those who listen to God will value his words. Look at 1 Samuel 3.19. It's in the text. Uh, It says, so Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and let, underline this, let none of his words fall to the ground. That's awesome. He let none of his words fall to the ground. You You know why Samuel let none of God's word fall to the ground? Being a young man, number one, God never wastes words. Never wastes words. Now, we've wasted quite a few words just talking about nothing. 
But, but God doesn't waste words. And Samuel valued the words of God. And then the second thing I'd like to say, he let, the second reason why he did not let none of the words of God fall to the ground is that God's word is always trustworthy and reliable. His, that's why he didn't let any of, this, any of God's word fall to the ground. God's word is always what? Trustworthy and what? Reliable. Let me just show you how trustworthy and reliable the word of God is. Look at 1 Samuel 2.34. Just go back. Look at two, chapter 2, verse 34. Look at the prophecy here. Now this shall be a sign to you that will come upon your two sons on Hophni and Phinehas. In one day they shall die, both of them. Look at that. That's a prophecy right there. Now look at now turn over to 1 Samuel chapter 4, verses 10 through 11 and verse 18, and we're going to see the reliability of the word of God. 1 Samuel chapter 4, verses 10 through 11 and verse 18. Look what it says. So the Philistines fought, and Israel was defeated, and every man fled to his tent. There was a very great slaughter, and there fell of Israel 30,000 foot soldiers. Also, the ark of God was captured, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, died. Then it happened when he made mention of the ark of God that Eli fell off the seat backward by the side of the gate, and his neck was broken, and he died, for the man was old and heavy. In other words, he was big and fat, and he had judged Israel 40 long years. So, so you see there, you, you saw the first scripture I just read, the prophecy, and then you saw the fulfillment of it in what I just read right here. All I'm, now turn back to 1 Samuel 3.19. So it says again, so Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. You say, why are you talking about that so much? Because uh, the word of God ought to be first and foremost. Why? Because the word of God is so valuable until it must be believed. It's so valuable that it must be believed. The word of God is so valuable until it must be received. When you believe it, you will what? Receive it. You know, if I believe this airplane will take me from San Antonio to California, then I will step on board and I'll receive me a seat because I believe if I don't believe it's going to take me, it's going to fall. I ain't getting on that plane. Right? So I got to believe it before I can what? Receive it. Okay? The word of God is so valuable until it must be believed. It must be received. It must be obeyed. If it's that valuable, it must be obeyed. It must be given first priority. It must be given first priority. It must be respected and hidden in our hearts. Now, for review, the word of God is so valuable until it must be what first? Believe. What, what secondly? Receive. Thirdly, obey. Fourthly, given first priority. Fifthly, respected. And sixthly, hidden in our hearts. Look at Psalms 119, 9 through 11. Psalms 119, 9 through 11. Look at Psalms 119, 9 through 11. It says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought you. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. 
Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So when we value the word of God, we hide it away in our hearts so that we can live by it accordingly. Here's a question. What happens when I ignore or refuse to hear the voice of God? What happens when I ignore or refuse to hear the voice of God? Number one, you cannot please God with your life until you listen and obey him. You cannot please God with your life until you what? Listen and obey him. You cannot praise God genuinely. You cannot worship God genuinely. You cannot please God until you listen to him. One who does not listen cannot glorify God with your life. That's what happens. You you can't glorify him. Secondly, refusal to hear God will cultivate within us an independent and rebellious spirit. If you continue to not hear God, you begin to operate more frequently independent of God. You're out there on your own, and the world is too dangerous, and Satan is too busy to be operating in life apart from God. So refusal to hear God will cultivate within us an independent heart and life and a rebellious spirit. In other words, when you refuse to hear, you begin to, your heart gets harder and harder and harder to the point that you can't hear God. And God turns you over to yourself, and there lies within destruction. Thirdly, what happens when I ignore or refuse to hear the voice of God? We will not know God's plan for our lives, which will result in misdirection, confusion, and missed opportunities. Now, that's big. I hope you're writing that one down. We will not know God's plan for our lives, which will result in what? Misdirection, confusion, and missed opportunities. Uh, How many times you've gone the wrong direction, taken the wrong course, made a wrong decision? How many times you operated in confusion, not knowing what to do? How many times you have missed golden prime opportunities that could have been yours, but you missed out on what you could have had simply because you did not hear God. Satan will rob you of kingdom opportunities. I mean, an opportunity to have the best man as a husband or the best lady for a wife and you fool around and mess around and don't hear God and driven by your lust and entangle yourself simply because you failed to hear God. You allow friends in your life that God that shipwrecked your life and then they leave you once they make, make a big mess out of your life and you let them in because you refuse to hear God. Opportunities. You miss out on golden primary opportunities. Jeremiah 29, 11. Turn there, everybody. Jeremiah 29, 11. It coincided with this point that we will know God's plan for our lives which will result in misdirection, confusion, and misopportunities. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you. Who knows? God knows the plan that he has for your life. You know, how many of you know God has a plan for your life? Uh, if you don't know it, you're in bad shape. God has a plan for your life, and he wants to fulfill it through you, but it will not be fulfilled until you start listening to God. Listening to God. God has a plan. Now, a lot of y'all go, 
you know, I get so tired of folk going to these call-in shows on the radio and calling up Dr. Phil and all these folk, and nobody's referencing the scripture. I mean, what are they getting at? Psychics and, and all these crazy folk with this shenanigans and mystical, magical stuff, demonic stuff that'll lead you straight to hell. For I know the plans I have for you, declareth the Lord. Look what his plans is. Now, see, plans to prosper you. In other words, if you follow me and listen to me, I'll prosper what you do. I'll prosper you. You won't be a failure. I'll help you succeed. I mean, and sometimes when I'm molding you, it may hurt. It may make you uncomfortable, but the, but the end result is I will prosper you. And listen, you when God, how many of you, how many of you have ever got a whooping from God, a chasing by God, and you knew God got you real good? I mean, anybody here with me? Oh, I'm about, I'm up. Yeah, okay. Now, do you think God was whooping you just to be whooping you? No. When God chastens those He loves, it is not to harm us. It is to get God's best out of us for his glory. All right? When you spank your child, it is not because you enjoy spanking your child. There is a desired end you're trying to accomplish, and because you love them and want them to prosper, you you help them out by getting their attention by tapping in on their backside, right? He said, a plan, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. God has a wonderful future uh, for your life. But you can cut your future short if you fail to listen to God. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.